Scott, I got a little blown out trachea you right do. now. You do. I got a I got an issue. Yeesh. The well, I call Greg Walker, all right? And we're we're getting ready to do a little earth, wind, and fire in a couple of weeks. Mm. So we got excited about it. So I started hitting the high parts, and I think I blew my trachea out. It sounds like you did. <laughs> but the good news is you can still hear me, and we got a live caller coming in live from Houston. Caller. COVID Central down there. Here's my buddy, Kenny Dean, coming to our first phone call live. Pastor from the bridge. Talk to me, Kenny. Can you hear me down there, baby? What's happening? I can hear you. Yeah. Good to, good to be with you guys. And, uh, man, it's good to hear your voice, too. I know. Well, I'm sorry I'm kind of hoarse. I've got a little, like I said, the earth, wind, and fire took me out. I'm not really, you know, in the singing business anymore, Kenny, because that's kind of where we got connected back in the day. Hey, I remember the old open eyes. <laughs> well, right now they got we, one eye closed, we, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, hey, the other I, one's I just remember, about closed. That was what, dude. That was way back in the day when, oh, uh, Mr. Greg Walker, also known as Wolfman. That's right, the Wolf baby. Had that hair working. Oh, yeah, he had the bane. You know, he had one long piece of hair hanging down in the front. That's he's still doing yes, music, he did. man. He's doing guitar. He's organizing the band. He's making it happen. But, hey, I got breaking news on that, too, speaking of that, is yesterday we're uh, going through some old videos, and we're getting ready to launch on our YouTube page where people can customize their listening uh, experience so they can pick a worship song they want or they can have a rock and roll song, and then they can watch the message. But guess who we're getting ready to add? Are you ready, Kenny? Who? Your beautiful wife. Valerie Dean. Come on. Aww. Come on. Filmed back in 2009, I believe. Wow. Yes. A long time ago. Uh, yes, absolutely. It is an amazing song. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just let Valerie know that we need to know if we have rights. Do we have permission? Do we have rights to release it out there on the YouTube? Wow. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'll put it. It's really awesome. She does a phenomenal job. So we've kind of reminisced and did that last uh last night was she singing with simple or yeah with simple church oh she okay. came in and did, remember we did um yep we did uh down at the strand a that's night of, right yeah a night of yeah. worship for the hub and i said valerie come on come on up reminisce with us yeah. and she killed it that's all i'm gonna say as yep. usual mm. It's like the Kenny. entry fee was two can two canned goods i remember <laughs> see wow that's an incredible see? memory there you go that's cheap that's why we sold it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so well, go hey, ahead. It's just my it's just my opinion, but there's nobody better than her. It's just my opinion. Hey, I is. think you got a good opinion. That, you're a smart man, Denny. Yeah, yeah. Denny. Denny? Is this Denny Dirt Honors? Oh, Kenny? my gosh, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> He's already – Scott. Uh, let me just go ahead and – Scott, after lunch, Kenny is not very uh, good. He gets a little sleepy – but today, because of the phone call meetings you had, meetings we had, we had to record in the afternoon. So I cannot tell you that Scott's going to be on his A game. I, well, hey, I listen, dude. I, I mean, I'm the same way after I eat lunch. We ate at a Mexican restaurant. I came home and put a sign up on my door outside my door, <laughs> office door. It says I'm praying, and I just went to sleep on my couch. People don't know the difference. No, They don't know the difference. No, it's all the same. It's close. It works for preachers. Yeah, it, it works. All right, so let's get into this, because you really are in the middle of Houston. We've been friends. Now, for those that don't know who Kenny is, I've seriously been a long-term friend. I mean, I'm talking probably nearly 20 years, probably, if yep. not longer. Yep, um, yep. 
He's been, a, we've done, he's an amazing communicator, amazing speaker. Uh, Valerie's an amazing vocalist, singer. She leads worship and Kenny's spoken. Uh, and Open Eyes, we did a lot of stuff together with them. But now you are down at the bridge in Sugarland specifically. Is that correct? That's right. Yep. And, and man, they're making it happen. They're working through all of the COVID stuff. They're trying to figure out yep. all that going on. So me and him have been on the phone a couple of times through the last few weeks because we're just <laughs> really crying on each other's shoulder. <laughs> I'm going, Kenny, <laughs> what have you learned? What are you doing? Because we haven't we haven't <laughs> opened yet. We haven't opened yet. Because I was asking you, I called fellowships, uh, Josh over at Fellowship in Dallas. So learning from Texas because it's kind of amping up. So Kenny, give me the update. Of or give our listeners, I should say, kind of where you've been, what you're doing. I've been telling a little bit, but still, from direct from the from the man's mouth, what's been going on with y'all down in the bridge in Sugarland? Well, you know, I mean, when the when the information first hit, <clears throat> you know, it just kind of caught us a little off guard, going, "Now, what? All right, what's happening?" And of course, we wanted to be good neighbors, so we followed all the guidelines, and we. We closed down church. I think just like everybody else, we went online and <laughs> learned learn more about what not to do and how not to do things online on the fly. And I think still learning those things. But um, the uh, the governor started opening things back up uh, not too long ago, a few weeks ago, I guess. And uh, he opened it up in time for us to have a trial run with our seniors. And, of course, all the seniors in high school just – have a bad rap. So we wanted to throw a party for them, do a service for them. So that was going to be our first run before the Sunday opening for us. And, uh, it went great. Everything was awesome. And so we opened up and we actually, I remember talking to you that the return rate, uh, was somewhere around 30% when churches opened back up. Yep. Well, we sent out a uh, just a poll of everyone in our church that, that we could. Just, again, you find ways to communicate with everyone. And um, and so the poll came back that 50% of our church uh, church attenders were ready to come back. So we thought, wow, 50%. Man, that's actually above the average. That's awesome. We're excited. So you had to get tickets online, three services. Uh, that just helps us space everybody out. You know, the six-feet deal, help us clean, all that kind of stuff. And it turned up to where 30% returned. So we were right We yeah. were right on the average, man. I was thinking, golly, 50%. Dude, we're about to knock this out. Buses are coming in. I mean, you know how preachers do. <laughs> yeah, what's and, thing is uh, big? Yeah, and so it ended up 30%. And we're like, okay, wow. And I think you and I actually talked that next week and uh, just talking about that. Well, then we go into week two. And um, and it was 28%. And then it starts heating up around here in Houston. We're thinking, oh, yeah. what in the world? And, uh, and so now, um, though it's not mandated for churches, we're going back online this week. So we're not even meeting anymore in person. Uh, I'm sorry, this past week uh, yeah. was online. And we're going online for the next couple of weeks and uh, just kind of wait and see what's going to happen because, again, all the numbers were showing that it was uh, spreading. And it was kind of crazy. Right before I called you, I got a text from a buddy of mine. He's one of the baseball coaches in one of the leagues around us, and he went and got tested uh, for COVID. He thinks he has it. Uh, this morning I found out that our band leader has it. Found oh, it. gosh. Uh, found out three days ago that our guitarist has it. We've got small group leaders who have it. 
and the thing is, it hits people in different ways, right? right. Uh, people are just responding differently. Some people just get tired. It feels a little bit fluish. Uh, but we've got other people who, man, they're it's like full blown flu, and you know they start making deals with God. <laughs> so what? It's, it's that's crazy it's across the board. That's yeah, crazy. That is crazy. So 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 right now, then, so you got people in your church now affect you know affected, varying degrees yep. of severity. Uh, your yep. staff's probably trying to figure out what in the world to do because you're trying to rally, and then all of a sudden you can't really rally, so you're going back to online. Yep. I think the reason I like talking to you even before the podcast, I'm trying to let people hear how difficult it is because the heart of every church to try to love on these people and have a place for them to gather, and that's your heart, that's our heart, but it's yep. complicated. <laughs> it's very complicated. So I'm hearing that yep. in you. So when you think talk through some of the complications what are something or what are some of the things that people are like or you as a staff are like man this was more difficult than we thought and then maybe something you thought was maybe easier than you thought if that makes sense yeah no yeah 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 i mean everyone when we first when we had our first sunday hey we're coming back starting a brand new series called abnormal and everyone was excited who wanted to come back they were excited and it was. It was good. Now, it, it wasn't the same in the room, of course, because the room is half full, right? right. So you, you don't have that critical mass that you're used to. But nonetheless, it was still good to see people's faces yeah, absolutely. that you haven't seen in a while. And so everyone loved that. It was awesome. The, and you still had your small groups. Some small groups still meeting on Zoom. Some groups meeting in person now. We left that up to groups where they feel comfortable comfortable with. Sure. Well, when here's where we are now. Where we are now is it's like there are extremes, right? You have individuals going, see, I told you so, it's the real deal. And you got people on the other end, you know, thinking it's the conspiracy theory. Or, <laughs> we know. <laughs> hey, you know, the, the vaccine will come out November 5th, right after the election. You know, they got it all figured out, right? Sure. And so for us as a church and a staff, it's like we live in the middle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we want to listen. We want to listen to where people are because if you don't listen, you're not loving. That's right. just like the bottom line. If you can't listen, you can't love. And so we want to do both. And and that's where we are now. Uh, the perfect example. I was planning a uh, a meeting with uh, – we were going to launch a campus in Fulcher this year, and because of some other issues, it just kind of fell through. But we still got some solid leaders in the area. Right. Well, I was planning a dinner with that group just to hang out with them, kind of vision cast a little bit, sent everybody an email who was on the original campus launch. Well, it came back from a nurse. It was a group tech group emailed everyone. One of the nurses in the group, I didn't even know she was a nurse, emailed the whole group back, and she goes, my hospital is completely full. Can we please not do this for our safety? Well, in that group, she was probably the only one really feeling that way. Right. Well, this is where we are as leaders. Now I got a choice, right? Am I going to honor where she is, or am I just going to have the group meeting and say, if y'all don't want to come, don't come? Well, I knew that that would seem insensitive as a pastor to her, or even as a friend, not even yeah. as a pastor, just as a friend. And so I canceled the meeting. And, um, and so... We're, what we're doing now is basically 
meeting where people are comfortable meeting. So I just reached back out to everyone. I said, hey, would you be willing to do coffee? If not, do you just want to talk on the phone? And yeah. so it, it makes it more complicated, even down to what matters most, which are the relationships. Right. Right. Because what matters most, not the environment. Yep. We all know, and we, uh, you and I, we, we've taught this, we believe this, that circles are better than rows, right? right? And so it's getting down to where it's complicated, in Houston anyway, even on the relational basis. Oh, yeah. And that, that's where it's challenging as a staff. Yeah, that's where I go back to it is I think people all have opinions, and they're telling you those opinions based on whatever perspective they have. And we, as pastors or as churches, are kind of caught in the middle going, there's two sides, if not four sides, and we're trying to listen, like you were saying, to show that we're loving, and then try to make the best decision. So when people are frustrated with you, like, well, we're open and we're closing, well, it's a little bit easier when they see what's going on in the news for some, because they're going, well, that's obvious. For others, they're going, well, we're, we're showing we're weakness. We need to power through this. And I'm going, man, I cannot imagine. One of the reasons we've waited is because we could sense it. We we don't know because we're not smarter than anybody else. We don't have any <laughs> direct connect. We're just going, man, let's guess on the side of let's wait a little bit. Well, now all of a sudden it started yeah. blowing and, and blowing back up again. We're going, well, everybody's going, that was smart. We're like, no, we're not that smart. We had no idea. I mean, truthfully, <laughs> there was not like, man, this is our great. We're so wise. We don't, we're not. We're going, man, that was just a guess of going, that's probably the wise thing to do is to kind of, maybe give it a little bit more time. But honestly, we didn't know that. We just got word yeah. right before we got on the podcast, and this is another great example. There was a local church in the area. They took all their kids to camp, and some people are going, you mean we're not going to do camp? And they're like, no, we're going to high school camp and middle school camp. Well, we just got word right before we got on. I'm sure you've probably heard if you know about big stuff, but they were like, uh, we're canceling today. So all of those almost 80 kids we had signed yeah. up to go, their families have paid their money, and they're trying to figure all that out, and now it's not happening but it's obvious. It's in Florida. It's just like Houston or Texas. It's like it's blowing up. So some were going, is that really wise to take them down there? Others were going, get them out of the house. I don't care how wise it is. Get, I need my time. <laughs> Bye. Y'all get on out of here. We'll see you when you get back. That's why right. it's so complicated, man. It is so difficult to navigate it. So I appreciate you yeah. taking our call and, and listening even not just now, but in the past, because it's good to talk it out with other people, too, that you know you're not alone as you're navigating it. You know, as you're trying to figure yeah, it out. That's right. Have you felt that's right. Have you felt good about um when you said you were learning about what you're doing online or you're trying to figure that out? We're still trying to figure it out too. Is there anything that you've learned or is there anything that you go, Well, this could be better or man, we thought this was, was good for us so far? Well, I'm basically learning everything I can from you. Whatever you do is what we're going to do. <laughs> no, well, the only thing that we can take some uh, some solace in, I guess, or feel all right about, it, is I do see other people launching some of the things that we tried a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, well, like West Coast, I think they started some watch parties. Well, this is just a great example. Okay, it's a way to do it, but now we're going. Do we really need to keep doing that? I mean, you know, yeah. are you going to yeah. require a mask? Or are you going to go back to your house? Some people are yeah, good with it. Yeah. Some people aren't. Some businesses are begging for it because they're still trying to survive. Some are going, man, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. We had one business today that closed because right before I got here, Scotty, if you breaking news. Oh, you want to hit the button? I'll hit the button. Hold on. He's got a little break. And here we go. Just breaking COVID news. COVID-19 breaking news. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. And always good to have it in the uh, British accent. Yeah, always. But a restaurant <laughs> in our area shut down because the uh, some of the staff has co have COVID. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you like know, the, in, in, in the Houston area, there are I think there's like a Starbucks on every area. Right. Yeah. This has happened to me twice in two weeks where if I'm over in a certain area, I had a meeting or lunch. I'm, like, I'm just going to go to Starbucks real fast. And you drive up and there is a sign that says closed. Well, you know what happened. Somebody in the Starbucks got closed. That's happened to two different restaurants oh, yeah. to me in two weeks. And, um, you know, it's when it comes to church, there, there's such a difference in being entertained and being engaged, yeah. right? And I'm not saying either one is right or wrong, um, because I think Jesus was very entertaining. Um, you got somebody turning water into wine. That's pretty entertaining. Um, I'd like to see so, it. I like David Copperfield, but that'd be next level. <laughs> and so is that our, too much, Scott? The question is... We want to keep people's attention with what we're doing, but I think what people are discovering is this is on you a whole lot more now. Yeah. Because now you're sitting down with your spouse. Now you're sitting down with your kids in the room. Yeah. What are you going to do with it after you watch? Yeah. Because there's got to be a responsibility now, unlike ever before. That if you want to fall more in love with Jesus, if you want to make a difference in the community, you can't ju- you can't just put money somewhere. You you, you got to go out and be a part of it if you're going to do it. It's going to take a little bit more effort. It's going to take a little bit more concentration. And but that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Whenever whenever transitions in life take place, there are two things that happen to every single person. I don't care who you are, and I don't care what the transition is. Stress goes up. Amen. And and opportunities abound. Amen. Mm. See? That's what those are the two things that happen in every transition of life. The stress goes up because nobody likes change. You don't know what the future holds. But within that uncertainty and within that stress, there are opportunities to be had. And and I and I think I think that's the hope in this whole thing is to sit back and go, all right, God, where are the opportunities that you're wanting us to be a part of? One of our partnerships here is called Attack Poverty. And it's not just that they feed uh, homeless people. They try to do uh, meet poverty at the root of the cause, which is really in the home. It's it's um, it, uh, a family, for whatever reason, can't get a job. It's illiteracy of the kids in the home, and we've partnered with them for years. In the past 14 weeks because of COVID, they have uh, touched, and that could be – whether it's curriculum, whether it's a meal, 90,000 people Wow! in 14 weeks. Wow, that's awesome. That's double than what they did all last year. Oh, yeah. And so that's what I mean by when there's opportunities, but that opportunity doesn't come by now I can sit in church and watch a video of what we did. Now I get to ask myself, am I going to be a part of that on Monday? Yeah. <laughs> and that. That's the di- but that's the game changer. That's that's when not only your life has changed, but that's how you change other people's lives. And um, yeah, so even in the midst of this, uh, there are opportunities to be had to where you can really change the world. Well, and that's what I mean. So I love about hearing the stories too of what's happening because it just gives you perspective and helps you see things a little bit differently. And that, I think those are some of the conversations we're having in our building with our staff. Is and we talked a little bit on the last podcast about this of. You know, if it's, it looks like it's changing. So if you look at church, all of the data, all of what's happening appears to be that God is changing that. So it's stressing people out and there's huge opportunities. And as you just said, 
I think the problem uh, or the opportunity is, and again, depending on how you look at it, is will people really take that next step to say, I've got to own my spiritual journey and my family, and I'm going to have the resources because there's more resources than ever. There's better preachers than I mean, you can get it through everywhere. It doesn't social media to YouTube to you know everything and on your phone to your TV. So it's not great preaching. Yep. There's great preaching everywhere. The question is: is will you take what you've learned or what you're being challenged to and actually put it into action? Whether that's inside the home or as you're stating about Houston in the community, and that's yep. what's interesting is there are some people saying yes, but there are other people frustrated because unfortunately and i was a part of this kenny i'd hate to say you're a part of it too is we created a church i'm talking about big c for you know however long that it's just coming we're going to you know get your music get your song or you know get your message and man and here's a couple of little challenges every once in a while here's an opportunity and some would take it and some wouldn't well when all that's gone they're going well wait a second I don't know how to do this. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I don't know where I'm – and I'm going, no, you do. Just like you're saying, yeah. it's just will you choose to do that now? Will you get yeah. up or will you go, man, all right, let's lead our kids into this next level of connecting with Jesus at a level that maybe they were depending on a Sunday school teacher or a large group leader to do, and now it's on them, and that's the uncomfortable part of it. They're going, I don't know, man, if I really am comfortable with this. But – Maybe again, God's doing it because that is the future. It's like now I'll separate the really the men from the boys and figure out if you're really going to be in this or are you just kind of coming to kind of hang out? Are you really going to be willing to help your family take that next level? Yeah, and and, you know, and this is where I encourage people as well of not not only is there tension even in that. Oh snap! Now I got to be a spiritual leader to my kids. I've never done that before. Well, here's the great thing about being a spiritual leader to your kids. You look at them in the eye and go, hey, I just want you to know I love you, and I want to know how I can pray for you. I mean, that is, it can be as simple as that, yep. and that's an opportunity for the parent that maybe they've never experienced before. Yep. So it's not just an opportunity for your kids, but it's an opportunity for us as parents, um, I think, to connect with our kids unlike we have ever have before because now we have to to our yeah. point right yeah and that's what and, um, that's what we were talking about last week on, on in us working through it is i i said this i don't know if you got to listen to it or not but i was talking about as a youth pastor i got to see the great spiritual moments in a kid's life and you did the same thing we did youth stuff together yeah. and you listen everywhere else you're like yeah. and parents were never really there there might have been a small percentage that volunteered but the large majority was drop off and y'all have a great time and tell me about it later because I'm working or I got things I got to do. And I think what God may be doing, just like he did with us in church buildings and the way we've traditionally done is like, man, I just want you to look at it a different way. I just want you to know that I love you and I'm going to give you another opportunity, another chance to help with your kids. That's not drop off. It's get engaged. It's actually be a part of that. And it's okay that you don't know because I hate to break it to him, but even as a youth pastor, I didn't know either. So it wasn't like yeah. all of a sudden as a youth pastor, that guy, that good looking, that smart, that good looking person or this, you know, wise, you go fix them, my kids. Uh, they're better counselors than me. They're better communicators or they're good at music. We're like, man, take all that out. It really is just about modeling Christ before them. And it happens best when it's in the home on a regular basis as opposed to once a week in a church service and once a year in a week-long camp. It's like, no, man, you have that opportunity. So it is exciting, but I think it is uh, scary for some because it's never been done before, really. 
I mean, in our yeah. generation. I mean, it's been done, yeah, but yeah, not in our yeah. generation. Yeah, I had lunch with uh, three guys today, and he was talking about something he did with his kids, and I went, dude, that's that's genius. And all he did was, hey, we're going to go get ice cream tonight. He has a, a little girl. She's um, uh, second grade, I believe. And uh, he said, I want you to write down five questions for dad. It can be any question you want to ask, and we're going to give you ice cream, and I'll answer them. And then I've got five questions I want to ask you. That's cool. And uh, he just talked about how cool that was. One of her questions, you know, was, is Santa Claus real? So um, that was <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> but that's, no, that's good. Yeah. Uh, but what a great – I just looked at him and I said, Dude, that's brilliant. I'm going to do that. Yeah, smart. And uh, it's just the simple things of just getting conversations uh, yeah. going with our kids. So, um, you know, speaking of kids, by the way, on this whole deal, uh, one of the guys uh, works in uh, uh, our big children's hospital in in Houston. As you know, we're like the hospital capital of the world, it right. seems like. And uh, he said, man, the hot, you don't hear this, but the hospitals are full of kids struggling with COVID. And he talked about it's called Miss C, M-I-S, the letter C. Um, I'd never heard of it. Um, Is that that rash? To be honest, I don't even know. Um, I've just seen something about a rash that's something these kids are getting, but I don't know if that's what it was or not. You know, he did mention it impacts uh, kids Mm -hmm. the same way it does with adults, just at different levels, right? right? In different ways. But he was just talking about how the hospital's full. And uh, I was like, dude, I haven't even heard that part about it. Yeah. And uh, so, well, just for yeah. breaking news in our area, it's no different. We got a, a text last week or early this week, excuse me. Last week we had plenty of room. This week we're almost out of room. I mean, yeah. Yay. Yeah. So it's like it's happening that that fast and changing. So I don't know what Louisiana is going to look like, but I think that's the hard part. Is once again, the family can still be the family, and God can still. <laughs> speak and use it you have opportunities to encourage them to challenge them i think the hard part is is in this new way of doing it are people really engaging with it and then what are their questions or what are the ways that we really can help so i think that's something we're going to try to work on is like what can we do to help you and so that we can customize a mobile way uh, or a virtual way to help that give them tools that Maybe we thought we've had before, but or maybe we need to reinvent to make it easier to access. Or, uh, like you said, even ask us five questions. <laughs> Just like you know, you're yeah. asking your kids is like, man, what can we do to help you so that we partner, uh, you know, with you as you're trying to get through this crazy, crazy time that we're in. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send you a resource that we're doing with our families right now, and man, if it can help you out, yeah, absolutely. Uh, your families that'd be great, but I'll send it to you. It's called Bridge Kids in a Box, and it's basically a box for. Uh, filled with stuff for the month for parents to connect with their kids. And, I like uh, it. Yeah. Get us what you – please, send, send us anything you got. We'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. All right, I'm going to read a quote to you, and I want you to listen. Right. This, this is Carrie Newoff. came out yesterday. You may have already read it, but I thought it's pretty interesting. It says, as much as it's easy to say the church was never a building, for centuries we behaved as though it was. Think about mm. that. Yep. It's true. So the reason I say that is I think everybody says, oh, the church is the people and blah, 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 blah. But I think what resonates with me on that quote is exactly what we're talking about with parents or with resources to help them. We keep saying, come to us, come to us, come to us. The only way it's really going to work is for you to come to us. And we built that for so long that now when it's challenged, 
they're going, but you kept telling us to come to us. You kept yeah, saying that I yeah. can drop my kid off here and they're going to get it and man, sit in this room and it's going to be better. And now all that switched. We would say, well, the church is the people. It's not about the building, but that's the, the tension I hear locally is we hear people saying, I got to get them back in this building. I got to find some way to get. Th-. And I'm going, well, that's still the tension because it's it may not happen as quick as we thought. It may not be there uh, the way that we thought in the future. So I just wanted to throw it out there to you because as you're going through it, are you still thinking through that? I know you're going to get back in a couple of weeks, but are you thinking any other methods? Or are you thinking any other strategies until you get back there or what's going on in the staff room to go, all right, how are y'all feeling? How are y'all thinking? Yeah. Well, you know, the word you used was tension. There's that the, the, there's a tension there. Mm-hmm. Right. And I love what Andy Stanley says when he says, pay attention to the tension. Right. And I think it's good for everyone, whether you're on staff or not to go, all right, why is that a tension for me? Why do I want to hurry up and get back together? And it could be a good thing. Right. I mean, because, you know, it, we do need corporate worship. It It is energizing. But if we just stop there, then I think that tension is telling us something else needs to happen in and through our lives. And that may be what we're really wanting to avoid because that costs a little more, right? It's a whole lot easier to die for Jesus than to, um, you know, sacrifice every day for him. Right. And so oh, yeah. that – and so that usually can be where the tension is. And so I'll tell you a conversation I had yesterday with a guy in my office. He is, he, you know, it's just kind of where he is of that the mandate now in our area is that you have to have a mask. You have to have a mask, have to have a mask. And he's just not on board with that mandate. It's not a law. It didn't go through Congress, yada, 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 yada. And I said, so his, his frustration with the church this church, my church, our church, is we were saying the same thing. Right. Hey, uh, you need to you, you it's gonna be mandated that you have a have a mask. And his argument, I understand. It's not a law. And we are exempt by the governor's rule that we don't have to have a mask as a church. And I looked at him, I said, You're right, you're right. I said, That's not our law. That's not the standard. But our standard is a lot higher than the government standard. And I quoted this verse to him from Galatians where it says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is fulfilled in this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so I just said, you're right. I mean, we, we, we are exempt from that law, but the law we do have is that we love every single person around us. Yeah, and that we would consider them, and considering them in love, and that may mean different things to different people, right? Um, and so, uh, you know, we are still online right now. We are trying to brainstorm about what that can look like because we know that in a living room you've got kids, you've got uh, the attention span <laughs> yeah, online. We, we know is twenty is twenty minutes, maybe less. Right. So, what does that mean? So. We're trying to navigate it as well, um, and it's like you and I both know the message will absolutely never change, but the method has to. Right. And I think I think as church leaders, we're being forced to change it. And if you're used to it and you love that challenge, it creates great opportunities. If not, it could frustrate you. <laughs> if if church really is 
three songs and a message, you you get pretty frustrated about that. Yeah, what I love about even what you're saying is I think our area is the same way, Scott. You you know, we hear it too on mask. Everybody's oh like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean it's it's and I think you answered that in a great way. And we haven't had to answer that yet. I mean we haven't, you know, talked about the church or how we're gonna do it. But it's just interesting to me and I think Dr. Tony Evans said it. Um, it. It's just, in some ways, it's a political thing, and they make it a political thing, either right or left. I'm not saying one way or another, and they miss the Jesus thing. <laughs> and that's where I think, yeah. by pointing out that scripture, is like, look, man, I'm not trying to say whether it's law or not law. It's just they're it's, they're saying it's the best way to keep your neighbor from getting the disease. It's not even about you not getting. It's about you possibly giving it to someone else. You're controlling that. So. I think it's a great thing to navigate because it is hard and it's okay to ask the question. It's okay to be frustrated by it because I think there's a lot of people yeah. that are asking the questions and they're frustrated by it. But when the rubber meets the road and it, and it does come down to the bottom line, it's like, it's really still not about us. It's about That's you, right. you loving someone else in a way that represents Christ. And at this time, now more than ever, this is a way to do that in a very vocal, visual way, which is I can put on a mask to protect you from something I might have. Not to mention, I hadn't even got into the racial situations and everything that's going on, because still in our area, I mean, they they were downtown today uh, having a big rally, and you know, supposedly people had some guns, and they were trying to figure all this stuff out today. And it's like, man, it's so divisive. Everything is so divisive when it comes to whether that's COVID or, well, it's a conspiracy or, man, it ain't conspiracy for my sister or my daughter or my mom. And, you know, so, well, but it, I don't, it ain't even real. And I'm like, well, it's, I'm telling you, it's real, but it depends on who you ask and who you want to. It's the same way. Right. This is so stupid. They shouldn't be doing this. Whereas believers, I think that's maybe the litmus test for us is God's going, all right, what are you going to do? And yeah. are you going to live out that New Testament love at the time when people are the most selfish? And will you yeah. be known by your love or will you be known by what you believe, what you think is right? Well, I, this is what I'm going to stand up on because best I can tell in the New Testament, you're way more scholarly than me. There's a lot of people believed and had a lot of thoughts on what they believed. And Jesus stepped right in the middle of that and said, man, can you just love? I don't care what you mm. believe. I don't care what your religion is or your, you know, they were Pharisees and Sadducees. And they were, this is what it says. This, and he's going, yeah, but I'm really wanting really more concerned about the way you treat each other and the way that you, again, show that love. And I'm going, I hope and pray that we can get there, and I hope and pray that we pass the test. But I think that's the challenge is to raise our kids to talk about that in our home and in our churches to where uh, we're not known for standing up for we deserve to be in here and this is our right versus, man, how can I love you and how can I help you through this? I mean, what you're saying is exactly correct. Yeah. Because Jesus never told us, go be right. He told us, I want you to go be loving. Yeah, That's what I want you to do. And we cannot forget this. We cannot forget this. When it says all authority was given to him, all authority. Now, when you think about that, if anybody had a right to stand up to be right and to play his right card <laughs> was Jesus. Yeah, I think he had it. <laughs> I think he had it. Yeah. I think he had it. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, but you I could, think but I, think, I right. think he had it, yeah. <laughs> but when you read the very next story of what happened, all authority was given to him. He served. And he grabbed a towel. That's right. He served. He watched them feed, baby. He grabbed a towel. I mean, it's like, can 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 the our example, can our leader set a better example 
especially you're so right in a politically charged environment that we're in. Oh yeah. Um, you can wear yourself out trying to be right. And he's like, man, there's a, it's a lot easier to just love. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot easier. <laughs> Makes a bigger difference too. I promise you. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Well, yeah. that's what I yeah. love about you. That's my boy, Kenny right there, Scott. Mm. He's bringing it, son. Kenny, Kenny Learned Dean. it from you. No, Learned you didn't it. learn oh, nothing from me, mind. son. I was look. Dude, I was blowing my Mr. trachea out. Mr. Do-good himself. Yeah, Mr. Do-good himself. I was blowing my trachea out back then, though. See, trying to still figure it out. And I think that's the the cool thing is is that we're in. And this is what I tell a lot of people. God thought of because some people are frustrated that we're here, whether they're in leadership or whatever. But to think that God placed us in leadership in our churches in leadership in your home at this time because he knew you were capable of making him known like no other generation. Now think about that. Yeah. It's like yeah. like it could have been any generation all this happened to, but he's going, no, no, I, I'm telling you, you know what you need to do. You know how to love. You know how to lead your family. So quit playing the, I just don't know, and I'm so frustrated. And I, and I was like, man, let's just do it. And it's pretty simple. It is really loving God and loving people. It's like, man, God, because I love you, I'm going to put people before myself. I'm going to love people the way that you did, and that's going to be in a sacrificial way. I'm going to be trying to meet needs. I'm going to be trying to find some way to demonstrate that to a world that's desperate for hope. Uh, this Sunday, I found uh, everybody makes fun of me for play, uh, playing Steve Hartman videos, but I ran across one of um, something to do with all the racial stuff going on. So I brought some people in my office. And I was like, all right, I know it's racially charged right now, and I know there's a lot of division, but just watch this one little story. And everybody's like, wow, I can't give it away. You have to watch Sunday for those in the Simple Church. You can go and see what it is. But I'm going, That's, it's not wasn't about being right, because both people thought they were right. It came down to, man, I want to humble myself. <laughs> I want to yeah. serve. I want to. And the world did a video and put it on CBS News going, this is what we're looking for. And it was because it was a Jesus moment. It's the way that it's supposed to be for Christians as opposed to picketing or hollering or pointing the finger or demanding something. It's like, come on, man. And that's the thing, I guess, that's challenging as we move forward and, and at the same time encouraging because we're at this time when what we do makes a difference in how we do it makes a difference and what we say makes a difference and so we want to be sensitive to that and understand and then be proactive you know to try our best to go all right god i don't care about the method i don't care if they're sitting in the church or if it's a song or if it's a message how can i be you in this world in the society right now give me the courage the strength the ability to be like you because god knows this world needs it and that's why i'm thankful for kenny dean because he's one of them people baby come on give him a little love scott give him a little clapping on there he can't hear it but it's all right we're clapping for you <laughs> We do, we appreciate you being the first guy to have a call in, dude. You you can't you called in for us. We know you can't hear us that well, but thank you for doing it. Dude, I appreciate you, man. Uh, I, I and you're right. We go way back. Long dude, time. There uh, there are a few, a very few people in this world who I love dearly and would lay my life down for, and you're one of them, buddy. Oh. I love you. Hey, and uh, do a love doing ministry for you. Hey, here's the good thing is, Kenny, is I would do the same for you. And, and one time we'll do a call-in show and we'll go through all of our trauma. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I go back to when we served together as long as we have, Scott. And there's all, there's highs and lows, son. Kenny there's, Dean to this day yeah. has told me my favorite thing that a youth pastor has ever said. Hold on, out, breaking news. It all was right, out, so, Kenny, uh, listen, pay attention. It was at Euless. It was Mount Lebanon, and I cannot repeat it on air. 
But I, I will I will never forget it. See, I, I was fifteen, I think. How could he? How could a, a pastor tell you something at fifteen that you can't tell us on the air right now? Because it can't. <laughs> <laughs> no wait, maybe I was sixteen. Yeah. Sixteen, that's okay. Oh god. Maybe we'll try to. Maybe I'll try to uh, re-shape uh, it into a way that's digestible for the people. Because you've teased there them with go. something that they can't have. That's horrible. I'm sorry. I understand. But hey, I'm telling you, Kenny, I, lo- I love you, dude. I'm so thankful for you. And, and please give your family some love for us, dude. Hopefully, we'll see you in person. Maybe you can come up and speak for us sometime. Would love it. Absolutely love it. Hey, we can do it uh, virtually now. <laughs> yeah, really, we could. It, it's really not that hard. Yeah, you could. Yeah, we may be doing this for yeah. a while. Yeah, in the pre-show, just throw it to Houston. Yeah, I'll be like, hey, man, I'm glad y'all are watching. Let's throw it to my buddy down in Houston. Talk to me, Kenny. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. That's good. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, right, we love problem. you, dude. Holler if you need something, man. Praying for you. All right. Okay, boy. All right. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye So here's what's cool about all that. I mean, think about this. So here he is. In the midst of real COVID stuff. I mean, we aren't quite where Houston is just yet, Scotty Pooh. But we're on that brink. But he's navigating the same thing that we're trying to figure out. Yeah. And it's hard. It is hard. This is, it's so difficult. Yeah. But it's kind of nice because it's, you know, sometimes when you're in this, you, you think, you know, you're the only one in the boat. Right. But reality is, no, everybody, even down in Houston and all over the place, everybody's in the same boat trying yeah. to figure it out. All right, I got a couple of quotes, and then we'll get out of here. Are you ready? This I is am just, ready. I was going to give them to Kenny, but we were going too many different routes. But, I mean, just to kind of – now think about this one. This is another Carrie Newoff quote because this is something that we're still navigating because in the news and why it matters when it comes to believers is we have a chance to be light in darkness, Okay. Some church leaders who got loud about reopening buildings have been relatively silent on racial conciliation or even on the surge of viruses this summer. So you think about it, it's like we're, we're trying to be real loud on something that, man, we need to be doing this in the building, and then something that's bigger than our buildings, a racial issue or a coronavirus that's expanding and killing we're not even there no there's no comments on it it's like let's just plow on and get them back in our buildings where i go back to where i'm thankful for kenny and what we're trying to figure out here at Simple church is don't ignore what's happening and figure out what god wants us to do at that time so we had kids down there working at common ground today we're going to be working again um, coming up on Wednesday where they're feeding people back in our community. We have the lighthouse boxes to help kids that are battling through cancer. We're going to do another podcast this week. I'm, I'm trying to organize with a couple of black pastors in our community just to continue the dialogue and learn from. I'm on a Zoom call tomorrow to work through uh, you know, helping children in poverty and the black community and how to help them get their education, especially when we don't even know how they can have technology or how it's going to work. We're working with the police officers. The mayor of Shreveport released a statement today that said that he was going to work on inter, uh, introducing the crisis intervention training that we challenged to and led them to. The mayor said, I'm in. There you go. So that's why you got to keep fighting for it. That's why you don't just sit back and go, ah, it'll get there. No, you call your friends. I'm calling Ben and going, hey, man, we got to work on this. And, you know, you're trying to figure that out because we have a chance to do that. So not just to keep doing church to do church, 
but to genuinely try to love on people and change the world that we live in. Some be light in the darkness, son. Come on, I'm gonna blow my trachea out again. <laughs> I wondered what was happening over. Well, there. I kind of I had to swallow because it kind of got <laughs> I got hung up. And speaking of that, my brother, the reason he's not on here right now is they're down in Baton Rouge with the Louisiana State Police, him and Ray, working on suicide prevention training. Exactly. Because this is the thing. It's like we know that not only in our community that's a big deal, but even among police officers because of the trauma and the things that they're going through. It's just it's real. And I'm I'm excited about being in a church that's not just going through the motions. We're trying to figure out how to solve real problems. Because police officers use their weapon on themselves more than they use them on people. That's true. They have an extremely high rate of suicide, which is not surprising but it's also very sad it's traumatic man they deal with a lot of stuff i could that's why it. we got to support them man we got to figure out ways to forget all the defunding stuff it's about helping them with their training and helping the communities that we live in so we're gonna get there baby we're gonna show make it love happen. show some love baby don't forget to show love don't forget to show love i think that was a steve hartman that no was. wasn't yeah, it steve yeah, hartman steve okay. hartman all right, dude. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Kenny Dean, I love you, dude. Thank you for helping us out, yes, being our special you, guest, calling in from the hot zone down there in Houston, man. We're going to get through it, baby. We're yeah, praying for you. My parents are headed there this weekend. Tell them to wear a mask. That's all I can say, son. Put your mask on. <laughs> Might want to do a U-turn right Yeah, now. I said. They invited me. I was like, mm, I think no. I'll skip on I'm that. Good. Yeah, I think I'll skip on it. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks for listening, man. Tune in later this week. we got another podcast coming. Two in one week. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.